So, so that it's Chicken Flat Road. Are are they sure that's not Flat Chicken Road? Uh, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> today on the Travel Guys. <laughs> in the travel news. A major travel organization has changed its name and workers on a foreign airline threatened to strike. One of their issues, flight attendants have to purchase their own water on board. Also, this just in, a travel warning has been issued for a variety of destinations in Mexico. The updates are next. In our Smarter Travelers segment at 320, Mark reminds you only one airline allows you to rebook when the fares move lower without charge. And what if your loved one dies and has frequent flyer miles? How do you get those in your account? You find out. Burning Man is an annual phenomenon in the desert. At 335, we talk to a Burning Man veteran and get an insider's view at the party, which started yesterday, east of Reno. At 350, we're joined by Steve LaRosa, who's here to tell us what's going on in and around Sacramento. Steve always has some interesting events to talk about. Folks are busy on the weekend, which is why we want to thank you for making us part of your Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Travel Guys. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. We're here. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano are your hosts. Brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacation. And, uh, well, it's a nice-looking day, and uh, it's so so nice to be here. Mark, uh, you, you look pretty spiffy today. You, you must... Uh, you must have a special event coming Thank up you. real soon. Well, huh? we were doing a little recording here yeah. for the Sports Leisure Vacations Tour Preview Day, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Hey, uh, before we get started today, I wanted to, t- to take a minute here to do something. This doesn't have a whole lot to do with travel. Um, had the opportunity to meet this man once a number of years ago, briefly in Washington, D.C. Um, we lost John McCain yesterday, and uh, really a good man, really a good man. Uh, I have a couple of, of quotes here. Joe Biden said, John McCain's life is proof that some truths are timeless. Character, courage, integrity, honor. Biden wrote in a statement. Uh, George, Former President George Bush said, John McCain was a man of deep conviction and a patriot of the highest order. He was a public servant in the finest traditions of our country. It seems, uh, that was from George Bush, it seems like so little to say, but it also seems appropriate to say, um, in the case of, of John McCain. So thank you, sir, for your service to our country. Um, rest in peace. There has rarely been a, a, a man or a woman of greater integrity that has walked the face of this planet. So farewell, Mr. McCain. This isn't a sporting event where you would give, uh, you know, 10 seconds of silence. It's a radio show. For, so uh, just to keep the alarms from going off, we'll give John a couple of seconds of silence. At the top of every Travel Guys radio show, we uh, bring you up to date on what the world's been going on in the travel news. So with that, 
Mark, I, you got uh, quite a large stack. Here, I got so. all kinds of <laughs> stuff here. Let's, Let's see. Oh wait, get a minute. It that's going. stuff for the next segment. Put that over there. Okay, uh, Chris Elliott released his monthly uh, total of complaints, and I find this interesting because it's kind of a gauge on who's on the crap list. You know, I mean, who's <laughs> uh, who are people randomly complaining the most about? And I, I can say that American Airlines has held down the top spot. In Chris's little informal survey for quite some time, and they're still there. United Airlines is a close second, and then Lufthansa, which is interesting because you got to figure not that many people in this country are flying on Lufthansa Airlines. So if they're third, they're probably really first. Uh, Expedia is next, one of those third party online travel agent places that we tell people to be very careful go. about. Delta Airlines is fifth. American Home Shield, Chris now has started his. Columns have, are getting wider, broader exposure, so he's starting to get some non-travel entities in here. Um, Sears Holdings, Air Canada, British Airways, Airbnb, Air France, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, Southwest Airlines, then Spirit and Frontier Airlines. Interestingly enough, because those guys have fewer flights, if you weighted this per customer... Spirit and Frontier would be ahead of American and United at the top. So anyway, just kind of an interesting list there of uh, people who complain the most to one of our big consumer advocate sites. Burning Man, is, is uh, as we mentioned, has started out in the Nevada desert. Uh, the police are being a little bit tougher. You, you have to go onto federal land in order to go to Burning Man. Mm-hmm. So the feds are out there, and apparently there have been some reports that they are doing a lot of car inspections. And, of course, when people go to Burning Man, um, it's possible that they could be carrying something other than alcohol in the car. So um, that has become perhaps a little bit of a problem. If you remember last year, a guy ran ran into one of the burning statues last year and was killed. So um, hopefully none of that. 70,000 people out for a week in the Nevada desert. And we'll be talking to an old buddy, Jim Jacoby, about what goes on at Burning Man at 335 a little bit later on in the program new company called blackbird this says discover the freedom of flight this sounds like uber for people who want to get on planes if you go to their website uh, blackbird you can you can hitch a ride with one of their pilots who might be for example they have a guy who lives in sacramento mm-hmm. and commutes to their headquarters down in the bay area three days a week so if you are willing to go when he's willing to go, when he has to go, you can hitch a ride with him, and it doesn't cost you any more than about 50 bucks. Great uh, idea. So, yeah, it is. We, we will keep track of this and see if it develops into something. It's called Blackbird, and I think you can find a link to it at TravelGuysRadio.com. If you were going to do the same thing and you had an RV... Uh, and you wanted to give people a ride to uh, mm-hmm. maybe one of your destinations, uh, you know, that one is Blackbird. What, what would you call it? What was I? What would I call it? Yeah, what would you call it if it was an RV rideshare? Think about that. An, R, an RV rideshare. Yeah, you RV just go around the country and pick up people yeah, and drop know. them off, and it's yeah. your own little RV bus service. There you go. Work on that. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. Not your sure where that came from. No, news. no, that's that's all right. I'm I'm. Uh, we've worked together for a while. I just just it's uh, okay. Uh, whatever you say, Thomas. Uh, let's see here. Uh, how about a hotel that has a beer tap in every room? I like that. It's, That's, yeah. it's opening this next week in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, this is Brew Dogs Doghouse Hotel. This is a Scottish company. All right. Um, if this works, they're opening the first one here. And if this works, then they're going to open one near their brewery in Scotland, near their headquarters. So 
I'm not sure why they decided to come here first. Uh, let's see here. Not only will there be beer taps in every room, but also fridges built into the shower for those the beloved shower beers. There you go. I've always wanted to be able to pour a brew right right next to the uh, the, the hot water spigot. Uh, it's uh, pretty. This is pretty interesting. Uh, for the dog, bre- the uh, uh, Scottish brewery is offering a uh, paternity. Uh, you, if if you're if you if you need a time off of work, you go on paternity leave. If you're going uh, to the doghouse, okay. um, anyways, um, the dog. <laughs> the, it's in, if you're going to Columbus, Ohio, um, look up the 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 doghouse hotel. There is a tap, a beer tap in every room. Hawaii had some pretty crummy weather this week. It is uh, the hurricane is moving out. Hurricane Lane is moving out to sea. Uh, really, the the other than the flooding, and there will be some localized issues, I'm sure. Hilo got more rain in three days than they had ever received before. But uh, the hurricane is moving out to sea now. Probably the biggest uh, problem is that the cruise ship, which cruises the Norwegian Cruise Line ship, which leaves from Honolulu every Saturday, is just got into port today and is leaving tomorrow. So if you were... Of course, if you were scheduled to be on that ship, you wouldn't be listening to the travel guys. You'd already be there. Right. You know, I was surprised that uh, airlines continue to fly in and out. Uh, of course, the hurricanes weren't, you know, immediately in, let's say, Honolulu. Yeah. But they they uh, they kept uh, kept on a going. Honolulu, and they going. were okay with the runways in Maui and Kahului. They had to shut the airport down because the the winds came crossways again across the runway, and so. It made it kind of unsafe there, but you are correct. They were they they never did completely close down the airport um, in Honolulu. Here's an item: uh, if you are a young person and you rent automobiles, you should know that Dollar and Thrifty have lowered the minimum car age rental age in North America to 20 years from 21. That's for the United States and Canada. Of course, Michigan, New York, and the province of Quebec all have a rule that makes it that you can rent a car at 18, but at 20 now you can. Rent a car. That doesn't mean that you can rent it without additional deposits and all kinds of other jumping through hoops. So do your homework before you go running down to the car rental place. But call Dollar and Thrifty have lowered the way the the age to rent a car just a bit. And finally, here as we mentioned in the headlines, the State Department has ordered a travel advisory for Mexico. I was telling Tom before we went on the air that these come along every once in a while, and oftentimes I choose not to mention them on the air. Because they're really for a one very specific area about a very specific situation. But this one is a little bit broader. Uh, the State Department has issued a level two exercise increased caution travel advisory for Mexico. Admittedly, their greatest concern is in rural areas. But uh, this is for a number of different Mexican states. And you can go to TravelGuysRadio.com to find out some more information about that. Or you can just Google... State Department warning, but basically um, they're having some problems with even in hospitals and things like that with folks being harassed. Also, folks are going down there and drinking small quantities of alcohol and getting very sick or very drunk, which indicates that perhaps they are maybe being drugged. So a lot of this is occurring in, as I mentioned, in rural areas. The Mexican government and the State Department says that the travel advisory for Mexico does not include any tourist or beach areas and reaffirms that all major tourist destinations in Mexico are safe. However, the U.S. government has issued a warning to U.S. government employees asking them not to travel on anything other than toll roads and to do only their travel only during the daytime. So if you're going to Mexico, 
Do your homework, and please, anytime you are traveling internationally, go to the State Department's website and register in the STEP program, S-T-E-P. All that does is let your government know where you are. So if, for example, you went to Mexico and there was some kind of civil uprising or something like that, and you were in an area, your government would know where you were and could make an attempt to contact you and perhaps get you home. That doesn't apply just for Mexico. It applies for all over the planet. So if you're going to Mexico um, in the next uh, few weeks, months, do your homework. Make sure that the place that you're going is still safe. And that is your travel news for today. In mere moments, our Smarter Traveler segment comes up. We're going to talk about rebooking fares and not having to necessarily pay for them in some cases. And what happens to your frequent flyer miles when you when you die? Can somebody else claim them in the family? All that next here on The Travel Guys. The Mamas and the Papas, one of the top uh, Harmony, voted one of the top Harmony groups of all time. Uh-huh. They were in the top ten, right there with uh, people such as Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and the Beach Boys. All right, we are the Travel Guys, Mark and Tom. By the way, follow along at TravelGuysRadio.com. Lots of the stuff we talk about and other things, other can, things. Uh, can be found there, Mark. Other things. Like there's a thing on our, on our website this week that says, watch out for tourist traps in all 50 states, has the biggest tourist trap. What do you think that, that these folks have decided is the biggest tourist trap in the state of California? Boy, the biggest tourist trap in California. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I think they may be right, too. Yeah, you're not going to throw Disneyland in there. No, Fisherman's Wharf. Fisherman's Wharf. Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs> and, and, and really and truly, they, they say that really? it, yeah. it, it's, it used to I be guess. kind of the hub of the... Of the waterfront there, and now yeah. it's mostly filled with overpriced junk and too many people. It's always been that way, though. Yeah, yeah. but that's but that's its appeal, <laughs> you know, and and just the stench of and, all the stinky of, this, of the fishy yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, it's a lot like Fisherman's Wharf, but it's obviously not on a wharf, and that uh-huh. is downtown San Antonio, right near the Alamo. You got the Riverwalk, and then uh-huh. there's that, that one strip that's right across the street from the Alamo, and it's got the same thing. It's got the wax Does museum. Does it smell like sea lions? Uh, no. No, okay. <laughs> it's, it, but it's got the same sort yeah, of kind of cheesy. Yeah, you got the wax museum, and you got the Ripley's Believe It or Not. There are and... some new attractions planned for uh, Pier 39 down in San Francisco. Good, I'm not good. at liberty to tell you what they are yet, but yeah. I will tell you that I've been involved, actually, in, in one of them. And they won't maybe be as touristy. They might get them off of this list. But anyway, been if you want to see that list... Now you've got me. <laughs> watch out for these tourist traps in all 50 states. Also, I if you are like me, I have been bugged to death by people calling on my cell phone to sell me something, uh, travel things, condos, you've won. Health. Oh, just up one just side. Just recently? Down. So I have put the yes. And well, I, what's going on? I have no idea. My, I, I've checked. My phone is on the National Do Not Call Registry. It's on the State Do Not Call Registry. So I have printed the number there at TravelGuysRadio.com to get yourself on the National Do Not Call registry or to go to their website and see if you're on it so that I, you will know i was thinking maybe mine had expired because it seems like beginning of this week uh-huh. uh, 
three times a day. I swear. And I never used to get they, prank calls they get on this. You, they, they use your own phone prefix so mm-hmm. that it, you think, oh, well, this is a this is somebody local, you know, right. and I, I don't recognize the number, but it's obviously somebody local, and then you pick it up, and then, of course, you're had, and you try to get off the list, but they just keep calling and calling and calling and calling. So anyway, I put that in there uh, just for folks. If you are looking for a passport stamp phone case... There are some really cool cell phone cases there. There's a link on our website. TSA says they're not following ordinary Americans. But that, frankly, is not true. So if you're one of those deep state people, we've got a story for you. Right there, the TSA says they're not following ordinary Americans. But the truth is they have been following mm-hmm. some ordinary Americans. You can read about that. And Conspiracy then, theories. And then the best thing. Is the watermelon ice cream served in a slice of watermelon? If that isn't the coolest looking thing, it play is. on words. It is. You got it. You got to see this uh, uh, for the summertime. It, yeah, that's yep. what I'm saying. Yep. Dessert Insider. There's a place where they do this. The uh, they make this uh, watermelon sorbet. It is really isn't that awesome looking. It's great. And anyway, travelguysradio.com. And it's actually there's not just a snapshot. There's a video of them uh, putting it together. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. If so. ice cream could be sexy, uh, it, it definitely is that. And there's all kinds of stuff there, like how to get a refund on a non-refundable airline ticket, which is what we talked about uh, in a little bit in this segment uh, last week. And I want to talk about a couple of things here that I hope will make our listeners smarter travelers. One has to do with airfare. You buy a ticket, and you pay $350 for your airline ticket, and then you notice, maybe you've set an alert or you just happen to go online you're shopping for something else you see it and suddenly now the fare is 298 dollars so you're like well that's 52 dollars less i'd like to i'd like to take advantage of i'd like to get a refund Well, with southwest that wouldn't be a much of a deal but how about others with others the answer would be sure we'd be happy uh mr romano to give you a 52 dollar refund here with united airlines we'll just rewrite your your we can rewrite your ticket here we'll cancel this one that'll be a 200 dollar cancellation fee right oh wait you don't want to cancel your ticket well that's okay we can change your existing ticket. There will be that $200 cancellation fee, though. So you're only out $148 for discovering that low airfare. Congratulations, Mr. But Romano. I got my low fare. <laughs> you did. The only people who will let you reissue a ticket without charge if your fare goes down is Southwest. So if you buy a ticket on Southwest and you didn't get a really what you think is their really dirt cheap cheapest fare... You might want to set a little bit of an alert on Southwest or just mm-hmm. go back and check every few days. Once a week is fine because you might find that your $79 fare is suddenly $39. And guess what? With Southwest, you can call them up on the phone. They will rebook that ticket for you. They will give you the $40 refund. It'll go right to your credit card. It's right. not a voucher to use later. You actually get the money back. And it's just another reason that I would say to you that if you are a casual leisure flyer, who is not interested in one of those eight seats up at the front of the airplane, that Southwest is your airline, because this is an example. Also, you go to, we've we've talked about this before, you go to make a change in your flight on Southwest, again, you're not hit with that nasty $200 fee. So, if you buy a ticket on Southwest Airlines and the price goes down, you can get a refund. I think that's very reasonable, because frankly, you know, you buy cereal at the grocery store, and the next week the cereal goes on sale. I haven't seen anybody, and I never myself have marched back in with the box of cereal and says, hey, I want 
47 cents difference. People do here. it, yeah, yeah. Price matching is a big deal, too, and uh, which is not necessarily things that you find in the uh, airline industry. But you usually price match before you buy a this product, is true. not after. But I, I have done exactly what you say, and they, they're very cordial about it. They do it without even... Uh, Without even thinking Without about batting it. an eye, which nope. makes you wonder, why do they do that, since nobody else does it? But it's just part of the, the Southwest Part culture. of the culture. Yeah, yep. and that, that's uh, setting themselves aside. Okay, second item here to make you a smarter traveler. Um, a f- member of your family passes away. Let's say we've got a husband and wife, and the husband passes, and the wife, the husband had some frequent traveler accounts, and uh, maybe with the Hilton and Marriott Hotel, and perhaps with an airline. And so now you're thinking, well, I'm going to call the airline and I'm just going to say, look, you know, I'm Mrs. Smith and Mr. Smith has passed away and I'd like to get his miles in my account. And the airline's going to say, we're so sorry that Mr. Smith has passed away. But the answer is no. Um, You don't own the airline miles. Most people don't know this, but if you look very carefully, you don't even have to look that carefully, frankly, in the fine print. Um, But the miles and the points and all that stuff belong to the vendors that have issued them. You don't own them. They can change the rules anytime they want to, to whatever they want to change them to, and you have virtually no recourse. Uh, It is something that is run by the vendor. So when your spouse or someone that you care about passes away, you can't, if you call the vendor and tell them that Mr. Smith has passed away, what United Airlines is going to say is, we're really sorry that he's passed away and we'll, we'll take care of that. And you'll say, well, they'll go in my account and you'll say, no, they are not. They go back to United Airlines. So same way with just about anything else. Now, there are a few frequent use programs that will allow you to transfer things over. But the main ones, hotel, airlines, things like that, are not. So here's what you do. Um, this is a, a, Some folks would say, well, this, that's a little bit underhanded. But you don't tell the airline that your spouse has passed away. You use, the, as long as you have the, the, pass, the, the password to be able to get into the account... You use up the miles and the points just like the spouse was still alive. And when the miles and the points are used up, then you can call and close the account. And that's the way that you do that. Now, with miles, uh, with frequent flyer miles, there, yes. you, 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 can you gift them? Yes. You, well, you can, no, but you can book, well, you can gift them, but that also costs to, you points. Yeah, you have they to charge book it under the that. person's name. I can go you, on my frequent flyer account right now and book a, book a ticket for you, Tom Romano, and you can fly and no one will ask anything of it. But it's so it, you could go on my frequent flyer account and book it. it as long as you had the password. Uh-huh. So the key there is to make sure that your relatives leave you. Make sure that you can access the passwords to their frequent flyer accounts. Well, there you go. And then if anything happens, you can use the points after they're gone. There you go. Well, that's that. that well, I mean, it's not the most smart. uplifting thing, but you know, it 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 works. It all works. Right. Very good. Well, all right. There you go. Uh, we'll be back with more uh, information to make you a smarter traveler. Actually, we're headed off to Burning Man for a little bit, and then later on, what's going on with Steve Larosa? All that on the second half of the Sunday edition of the Travel Guys. Hey there, Mark and Tom, the Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And uh, it's another fabulous Sunday afternoon. And follow along with all we talk about here at TravelGuysRadio.com. And on our website, you'll see a big, giant, burning man, which should indicate to you that it's time once again to have a, a special guest on to talk about uh, a world-class event. I mean, I think people... From all over the world come 
to this, and Mark has lined up a, a buddy of his who's been more than a couple of times here to talk about Burning Man with us. Jim, uh, Mark, introduce Jim and, and tell us a little bit about him before we get started. All right. Uh, Jim Jacoby is our guest. Jim tells us that he tells me before we went on the air here that he's been to Burning Man 20 times or this will be his 20th visit. So that makes him pretty much an expert, I would say, on on what the happenings are at Burning Man. Before we get started, for those of you who don't know, Jim Jacoby. Yes, Mark. How would you describe Burning Man? Well, I would say it's kind of like a dusty Disneyland for adults. Um, I'm not one to believe that children have any business being there. A lot of people do bring their children. But uh, if nudity and weirdness offend you, don't go. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And, Jim, uh, you could probably relate to us that nudity and just general craziness is pretty much the order of the day, is it not? Yeah. When I first learned about Burning Man 20 years ago, um, I had read it actually an article in the AAA magazine Via, an article in the San Francisco Chronicle and naturally an article in Playboy all talking about uh, this event. And though they did not highlight that, they talked about the fireworks and the explosions and the overall chaos and the cacophony of the entire event. Uh, You know, that sounds like something that I would be interested in seeing. So (laughs) gathered up a group of uh, like-minded people and in 1999, we headed out to the desert. Back then, it was only four days long. Um, now it lasts uh, eight. Um, and it was uh, quite an eye-opening experience. The one thing that does not get conveyed, pictures or news clips, is how noisy of a place it is. I mean, there is side trance and dubstep and electric dance music going on literally 24-7. I wish I had had earplugs my first year. I learned after that. But it's the noise that people, if they're surprised by something that they're not prepared for, I would say that's it. Jim, uh, you've been going for 20 years. What uh, what noticeable changes uh, have you observed uh, as a regular Burning Man goer? Tom, that's a very fair question. The biggest change, when I first went, there were 23,000 people attended. Now there's 70,000. So it's practically it's tripled in size but they just expand the city so getting out is a logistical nightmare but you know that's what's different what's the same because it really doesn't seem much different year to year to year um because of the expansion but because nothing's for sale except for some really lousy coffee served in center cap by some hippies and ice at uh, some ice stations nothing's for sale and they've kept that principle um, all along. So money is essentially a useless commodity. So what has really stayed the same is you could walk down any street, doesn't matter which one you pick, and there's going to be somebody out there serving grilled cheese sandwiches or slices of pizza or a bar serving mojitos or beer or wine. Um, I run a camp, Barbie Death Camp and Wine Bistro, and we have a piano bar. Um, We actually have the piano tuned out there, Shade, and we serve wine to um, all comers. And that's our gift. And we've been doing that for years. Um, and I see no reason to reinvent the wheel. People come to us to play the piano and get serenaded and drink not particularly fine wine. It's the sort of thing that goes on year after year, and that part never changes. Every year, about a third of the people that show up have never been before. And so they're wild-eyed newbies like, whoa, 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 
you won't believe what I saw out of the play last night. And they go, that's a stifling yard. I say, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be very exciting. Um, and so after 20 years, it's not that I'm cynical or jaded. It's just that I've seen about all that there is to see, but it's so wonderful to see it through somebody who's never been before. Mm-hmm. And it's just like their eyes are open to a world that they never thought actually existed. We're talking with Jim Jacoby. We're talking about Burning Man, the phenomenon that happens in the Nevada desert, and it's uh, kicking off this this weekend. Will run for an entire week. Jim, let me ask you: Who goes to Burning Man? Every stripe of society that you can imagine, Mark. You've got right now. They're talking about the Silicon Valley types. You got Sergey Brin goes, and Mark Zuckerberg, and Paris Hilton, and then you've got people that have low income tickets that. Uh, say in a pup tent there is it's hard to um stereotype a burner um i'm not a big costume guy i'm a you know comparatively conservative burner by burning man standards um but i do enjoy seeing the creativity by the people that show up because it's just not something that you're going to find just anywhere and i often to joke people say oh i'm not going to go to burning this year i'd like to go sometime i said well you better go before they outlaw it because, you know, people have said that uh, it's just too darn much fun out there to consider being legal. Again, if you're wondering what a typical burner looks like, uh, look at your next-door neighbor, look at your boss, look at your kids, and look in a mirror. You may find them looking right back at you. Jim, uh, we had a guest on a few years ago, uh, a gal, in fact, uh, who uh, worked out of San Francisco, relatively conservative kind of gal, and Anyway, uh, some friends of her talked into going to Burning Man, and, and she said it had changed her life. And one of the main things uh, that she brought up was the fact that when you go to Burning Man, whatever you bring with you, you you take you take back with you when you leave, that you leave nothing behind uh, down to the last dropped sequence. Uh, and it changed the way she lived her life after that. Uh, have you experienced anything like that? Yeah, the uh, leave no trace ethos of Burning Man, uh, they take it very, very seriously. So even so much as someone, you know, crushing a cigarette butt out on the playa floor was verboten. I wouldn't say it changed my life. I have met lifelong friends there, people that I'm still in contact with, uh, business associates I've met uh, there. Uh, having been in my business, it, um, it's a good place to cultivate relationships. But yeah, the leave no trace, decommodification, these sort of things, it is a different world. I can think for many people it would be eye-opening, refreshing, and if it would renew their human spirit and their faith in their fellow man, I think they've accomplished more than they set out to do. Jim, um, after, the, after Burning Man ends, we have heard, um, I've heard specifically from the folks in Sparks and the folks at the Nugget that uh, a lot of folks leave Burning Man, and of course Reno is one of the uh, metropolitan havens that's close by. A lot of folks end up in Reno, and in fact the folks at the Nugget have set up showers so that people coming from Burning Man um, who want to participate in the rib cook-off can do so and uh, sands the desert uh, odors that they may have accumulated out there. So when people get ready to leave Burning Man, you've said that it's it's 70,000 people in the middle of the desert. It can't be a huge access. Briefly, tell us what happens when people leave. And is, I mean, are people really, they've been in the desert for a week? I'm guessing that some people are perhaps a bit odiferous. Um, that would be uh, very charitable on your part, Mark, <laughs> calling them that. 
Um, yeah, the, uh, now we have a shower in our camp, and I'm in a trailer, so that's not a problem. But, yeah, you get 70,000 people. We leave on Sunday. It takes First of all, there's only one road. There's uh, Nevada Route 447, and then there's a little State Route 38 going to the park. It's one lane each way. It's in a state of constant disrepair. And so it takes, uh, even though we're only like two miles from where our camp is to the asphalt, it takes about four to five hours generally just to get that far, and then another four to five hours because of such a traffic into Reno. And I spend Sunday night uh, myself or Monday night, whichever night I leave, uh, in Reno at one of the hotels because you're tired, you're dusty, you're dirty. Uh, I like to be able to take two showers, getting cleaned up, and um, get a decent night's rest because you, have, you don't get any good night's sleep out there. And so if you combine lack of sleep with lack of hygiene and lack of decent nutrition – You've got a rather volatile combination, and God bless the people of the Nugget for putting up the showers and letting people decompress before the uh, rib cook-off. That's very charitable and wise on their part, and I salute them. <laughs> Jim Jacoby talking a little bit about giving us a, a a visit to Burning Man. If you're not one of the 70,000 people who are going to join Jim and his friends out in the desert this week, um, Jim, when you come back, uh, we'll get a, a, a brief update from you on anything interesting that happened at Burning Man this year. We always talk to folks before they go, but I, we've never talked to them after they come back. So we invite you to, to come back and tell us a little bit about the experience in the desert. And those of us who aren't going will live vicariously through you. Thank you, my friend. You bet. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Tom. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, I don't know why we're not there, Mark. Could you, can you why imagine you? doing a live wait, wait, broadcast wait, 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 wait. on a Sunday afternoon from Burning Man you, 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 next year? You don't understand why we are not there? What's the? Is there a mouse in your pocket or something like that? <laughs> I have to. Jim is a good friend of mine. I've known Jim most of his life. Um, Jim is just a recently retired financial advisor, so you wouldn't necessarily expect Jim to be one of the people who would go out in the desert for a week. And uh, what did he call it? Uh, Barbie Death Camp or something? Everybody has a, <laughs> a crazy name for their for what they do out there. I, I have to tell you, I've never had any desire to go out and be a decadent in the desert for i like my well, my you toilets know, and my showers the, and, the interesting thing is is you would kind of think that uh that this might be something that you know the millennials somebody under 30 would uh-huh, go and do exactly but, but it's not it's not now no. at one time uh large concert events with thousands you know i mean woodstock mm-hmm. altamont 50th anniversary I, I, was this at, year. I was at altamont back in the day wow which was as close to a woodstock as you could get yes okay so you would say well if you would do that wouldn't you do the burning man thing and you know i guess it just depends on if the grateful dead was playing or not uh-huh you if if, if, that, that <laughs> if, they, was, if they had the right lineup so you there might, is a way to get you, you out there, there might be there might be all right sitting across from us here is uh steve Larosa, and he is going to have the most recent edition of what's going on coming up next on the travel guys all right what? welcome back to the travel guys what nothing what, what? nothing i nothing I think I was talking when you opened your mic, I and see. people probably wonder what it was I said. Uh-huh. I didn't say that. Um, we need to say, uh, just take a second here, <laughs> and um, say uh, mention a friend of ours, Amy Lewis, was part of the team here at KFBK until uh, Friday was her last day here, and she 
and her husband, Stuart, have always been friends of the travel guys. Yes. And uh, talking about where they were going and where they had been and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's too bad that she's not still part of the team here. But I hope I wish Amy and Stuart well. And I hope that she will know that the travel guys microphone is always open. She's welcome to come back here and talk about her trips and stuff like that. So uh, the best to our friend. Amy Lewis. Amen. We are the Travel Guys. Mark and Tom follow along at TravelGuysRadio.com. Steve LaRosa has entered the building. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time for... Wow, that was impressive. Yeah, Yeah, that's really impressive. Boy, high production values (laughs) here on the show. All right, Steve, welcome to the Travel Guys. So glad you could could be here. Are you... uh, are you all set to go here? Strapping in here. I was searching for my headphones there. So, fellas, it's great to be back. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm and I can tell it's great for you to have me. <laughs> 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 just you know, everything just went completely. I'm all flat choked out. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, what a warm welcome. Yeah. Uh, well, so what do you got for us? What is going on? Well, uh, our first stop, we're off to Tuolumne. That's right, folks. We're going to the Tuolumne Strawberry Music Festival. And guess where it's located? Well, let's see. Uh, I would think My somewhere in Tuolumne. You guys are absolutely correct. Is it where they always have it up there in near Angel's Camp? You got me. Never been. But I can tell you this much, Tom. <laughs> yes. We're, we were supposed to rehearse the questions. Okay. <laughs> that's going to be Thursday, August 30th. And that continues through Labor Day on uh, September 3rd. And it's going to be at the Westside Pavilion which is at 17807 Tuolumne Road in Tuolumne County. Do they just play the one kind of music? Do they just play the one kind of music? It's a variety. I think it's... Because it says strawberry music, and I'm thinking that you've run out of songs after a while. In years past, it has been almost exclusively uh, bluegrass. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think right now you're going to see more flavors of Americana, country, and and expanding out from there. But, for instance, Rodney Crowell will be there. The Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Do you remember where Chris Robinson uh, sprung from, Tom? Uh, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band? Uh, it was actually the Black Crows. Black Crows. Yeah. And, of course, one of Mark's favorites, the Mike Mike Hammer in the Nails. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I wouldn't miss one of their pounding out. They're going to be pounding out some hits. <laughs> That's right. Uh, boy, oh, no. you guys are just this on is it just today. Bad, yeah. it, it's, it's really bad. Okay, you can get tickets tickets at uh, Strawberry Music or tickets too, whatever you want. dot com. And by the way, you guys, thanks for all your help so far. Now we are <laughs> off to back. We're coming back to Sacramento. Everything that Steve's mentions and all the connections can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. You are absolutely correct, Mark. Thank you. Uh, an appropriate sound effect there, uh, my friend. Um, Cruise Fest on Fulton Avenue is back. Hundreds of custom cars, food trucks, car clubs, live bands, and special vehicles like. The Planner's Nutmobile. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Oh, I'm yep. going for that. Oh, yeah. The Save Mart shopping cart. and Wish the there was an Oscar Mayer Wiener. That's the that that is one that truly is. I have one Okay, of those, you all I, know the words. I still have one of those whistles, you know. The Radio Flyer Little Red Wagon Hot Rod? Yeah, uh, the same as the uh, the shopping cart. These things are actually like... This is like these are st- hot rods with... Uh, I think one of them is like a 450... Uh, CC, Pray uh, tell, Steve, when is this cruise fest on Fulton Avenue? Thanks for asking. It's going to be Saturday, October 6th from 3 to 7.30 p.m., and the cruise takes place on Fulton from Marconi to El Camino. 
It's free to guess. It's a great family event. But cruisers who uh, want to register, they have to pay. Uh-huh. Uh, just go on to calautomuseum.org. Or go to travelguysradio.com. Exactly. And now we are <laughs> off to Vallejo. My plane. <laughs> You, you know, those non-stops to Vallejo are just, they're starting actually next week. Yeah. There you go. Every hour on the hour. Yeah, but they keep cutting up the room. You got, you know, no leg room. <laughs> it's a 20-minute it's a flight. It's just <laughs> awful. Anyway, this is to celebrate. It's the International Cultural Food and Music Festival in Vallejo, and it's to celebrate the cultural diversity of food, music, dance, and art with people from around the world on the Vallejo waterfront. Now, that's going to be September 1st, 2018 from 10.30 a.m., to 8.30 p.m., and it's also on uh, September 2nd as well, the whole weekend. So yeah. another Labor Day special. Yeah, no, dr- no drink service either, by the way. And that's at the uh, Vallejo Waterfront no Park. No drink right service? Away. On the plane. Oh, <laughs> on, the, on the Vallejo flights? Luis, uh, yeah. from now on when I come in, we cut their mics, okay, <laughs> until I'm finished. Okay, now, thank you. Now we are off. We're coming back to Sacramento. Right. <laughs> on the Vallejo nonstop, of course. <laughs> Okay, this fundra- it's a fundraiser. It's a great one. It's called Art from the Heart, and uh, two dozen Sacramento-area artists will donate close to 100 paintings in an effort to raise college, college scholarship money for HIV-positive students. It's hosted by Capital City AIDS Fund. Now, this is going to be Saturday, September 29th from 6 to 11 p.m., and it takes place at Apothic Heart Tattoo Collective Art Gallery, which is at 56... 50- 5770 Broadway in Sacramento. Wow, all these artists are, are donating all of their all of their work. That's pretty cool. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, our good friend Joyce Mitchell uh, herself is painting. She's the um, president of uh, Capital City AIDS Fund. She is donating. She painted 35 paintings herself. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Okay. That's impressive. Now we are off to Sausalito. Oh, sure, we take the plane to, to Vallejo, but we have to take the train to Sausalito. Yes, there you but go. It's, it's very scenic. Yeah. You know, by the way, uh, well, you don't have to go by Chicken Flat Road, do you? Uh, or was it Flat Chicken <laughs> flat Road? Flat Chicken, I think it, was, it is. It was in the, no, the traffic yeah. report oh, earlier. Okay. Sorry, I missed that. Okay, you guys, uh, one of my favorites, the Sausalito uh, Art Festival, um, taking place, guess where? Sausalito. Tuolumne. These guys are right on top of it every time. Tuolumne. I thought everything was in Tuolumne. You're looking at 260 international fine artists and music by Parliament Funkadelic, Eric Burden and the Animals, and Jesse Colin Young. What band did Jesse Colin Young spring from, Tom? Wow, wow, wow. Oh, come on. Here's your hint. Young. Jesse Uh, Colin Young. uh, The the, the, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Okay. He was in the Young Bloods. The <laughs> Young Bloods. And of course. You lost the prize. Whatever yeah. it was, you didn't win. So this is the the entire Labor Day weekend, first through third. In Sausalito, which in Sausalito. is a, probably one of the great places to just to be. Oh, yeah. And it's a it's a great art festival. Uh, it's some of the best art you'll ever see anywhere. Take your wallet. It's Sausalito. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be from 10 to 7 and uh, 10 to 5 on Labor Day. And that's at Marin Ship Park in Sausalito and... Uh, if you want more information, SausalitoArtFestival.org. And, and last but not least... We are heading back to Sacramento. <laughs> Rather slowly, I might add. Yes, we. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, good thing we got the banjo in the, back, <laughs> in the back of the Conestoga. Because it's Hot Tuna, featuring Yorma Kalkinen and Jack Cassidy, formerly of... The Jefferson Airplane. You are correct, my friend. 
And that's going to be Tuesday, September 4th, thank you, at 7.30 p.m. at the Crest Theater. You can get tickets at sblentertainment.com. Wow. And, of course, links to all of this can uh-huh. be found at travelguysradio.com. Dot com. And the entertainment was free. Um, thank you, you Mr. LaRosa, for coming in and uh, regaling us about all of these Wonderful things. That cruise fest, that sounds like fun. The Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, don't you know? Yeah, the uh, Sacramento uh, Automobile Museum has a, plays a major role in this, do they not? Uh? They are the beneficiary of the fundraiser. It's, okay. It's, um, yeah. The big sponsor is the Fulton Avenue Association. And, right. Um, Boy, that's it, changed a lot. That's really spiffed up, Fulton Avenue. Oh, and, yeah. It's just done recently a great, They've repaid. done a great job. Yeah. They, really they, just, they just repaved the uh, the whole street f- during the stretch of, uh, during the stretch of the uh, cruise. You're going to be smooth pavement. That's wow. nice. That's yeah. really cool. Well, Steve, thank you for uh, coming in and regaling us and allowing us to have a little fun at your expense. There, it's been uh, a while since I've been regaled. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> those I'll speak to your wife about I think that. it's going to be sometime before you <laughs> are again. again so. uh, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm thinking. When do those Vallejo non-stops start, by the way? Because I want to know if they'll be... Just in time for, for the... the International um, Music Festival? Yes. Yes. Uh, book at 1-800-don't-go-there.com. Anyways, thank you for joining us for the Travel Guys today. We have been a little strange and had a little fun, but what the heck, it was Burning Man week, so it's... It's appropriate. And next week, we're going to talk about uh, you know, what happens when your luggage gets lost or how to prevent you from losing your luggage and so much, and, so much more. And if it's lost, lost, yep. where do you go to find it? We will tell you that also next week on The Travel Guys. In the meantime, dance like nobody's watching. Steve always says, watch like nobody's dancing. Stay well, my friends. We'll see you next time.